Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets. And Brandon Deutsch, no G. Hey, Wiley, she's making her way back from Las Vegas today. How are we doing, folks? Yeah, I'm fantastic. It's a beautiful day wherever you are, um, you know, especially in L.A. It's getting a little colder, which is good. We don't want that 100-degree weather anymore. No. I'm confused because now, you know, the reports came out yesterday that the Lakers are willing to give up two picks. They're not, you know, the Nets now don't want to do the trade. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I'm so yeah, confused. Yeah, I know. It's, I, this, it's, it's, all, it's all mouthwash. The Nets are probably have the, have the inclination. It's eyewash. The, the Nets have inclination probably to bring all three back at this point. Yeah. yeah like, that's mean, probably what's happening. So they're not going to take any trade for Kyrie. We will touch on that a lot to get to today. So let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Buckets. All right, guys, the big news of the day, the NFL and the NFLPA have reached a settlement on the Deshaun Watson suspension situation. He will be banned 11 games and fined $5 million. Originally, he was supposed to be suspended for six games, so he gets five additional games added on. What are your guys' thoughts on this situation? You know, the thought process here, I think the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson came into this with the expectation of perhaps being suspended for the entire season. So when the judge ruled, what was it, six games to begin with? I mean, that was such a small number that I think that they do at the end of the day, it was going to be more than that. Again, the expectation, and I don't want to say worst case scenario, but they fully expected when you look at his salary cap hit to be suspended for the first game, sorry, for the first season of his contract, so the first entire year. So at the at the end of the day, they move forward, they, they put this in their rear view mirror, suspended for 11 games, $5 million, obviously a drop in the bucket. I don't even know why that's a part of this. It's, it's such a small number when you consider what Deshaun Watson will be making. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, regardless of what he was accused of, this is a win for Deshaun Watson and a win for the Cleveland Browns because, again, when you look at the way that they structured the deal, the expectation was that there's a real chance that he could be suspended for the entire year. That will not be the case now. Yeah, look, this is uh, a win for Deshaun Watson, um, a loss for the NFL. But, I mean, you knew at some point they'd probably settle it, get this out of the way. 11 games, I mean, it's somewhat substantial. Obviously, I think everyone's in agreement that he should have gotten a year. 
But look, the Browns are going to be what at that point? I mean, I don't trust Jacoby Brissett to win them games, so this kind of screws the Browns this year, right? Yeah. Versus six, then Watson could have came back and they could have made a playoff run. I don't. I think that's completely out of the question in the division they're in um, this year. So. I don't know. You know what? The way that this worked out was that he got a training camp. He got a preseason. And so he's suspended for the beginning of the season, a a big chunk of the season. But the big thing moving forward into year two of this deal is that he will have played some games. So it's not like you're gone for the entire year. I mean, so again, there was no, uh, no one thought Cleveland this year would be a contending team or a playoff team but what this enables the way that this all the whole thing played out he got training camp he got the preseason suspended for the first 11 games of this season but the big thing for the browns in watson is he gets some time so that that'll be huge going into year two yeah i just it still is such a bad precedent i I know that they tried their best roger goodell as in terms of what they're telling us they tried their best who knows really i mean this calvin ridley stuff i know this has been regurgitated a lot but you give one guy a fifteen hundred dollar bet that he placed and he gets a full 17 game suspension and then the other guy it's just the crime the punishment has to fit the crime and and it just didn't in this case and yes it's still better than what it originally was but it's just not enough and i don't know what we can do from here on out because you know what's going to happen game 12 is going to come around he's going to be on the field and everybody's going to act like nothing ever happened yeah we gotta so do we know and we can look this up right now is that a home game for cleveland is that a road game so while you look that that up buckets yeah so what this causes for the league i mean they would they would have loved an entire season for a variety of reasons but there's no doubt about it the headline in the league going into that 12th game will be the return of the of deshaun watson uh what that will look like if that's a road game um that will be there'll be no matter where it's going to be crazy it'll be wow. headlines where so where where He's is in it houston <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! It's in Houston. Did I do that what right? So they, it's week thirteen. Week th- yeah, dude. and they have a bye before that. So that's so that probably would be the game. Their tw- that's crazy. Twelfth game, yeah. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's so that you're one hundred percent right. Watson will be available to play for the Browns again in week thirteen when Cleveland faces his old team, the Houston Texans, that and that game will be in Houston. So awkward. I mean, this. I mean, again, you just touched on it. This couldn't have played out worse for the league. Yes, he got more games, but in a weird way, this is like a worse situation where his first game back is right there in Houston. What, what do we expect from the from the crowd? It's it's gonna be brutal. It's. I mean, it, that 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 will be on par with one of the craziest crowds and just the media coverage. Again, what you what you're gonna have happen there is will it will not be just a football game. You'll have news reporters, CNN, Fox News. I mean, I mean it'll be a news story so wow that's incredible and by the way if if we want to take this to the football side of things in his preseason game you could tell that deshaun was not deshaun mentally he was missing easy throws he was doing things that you don't typically see from him i don't know how it's going to affect his psyche as as a football player let alone the off the field stuff but i mean well, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. I, what, what do we compare this to? LeBron going back? I don't. No, want no, to no. Here's why it to it's that, totally but. different because it's like it's not like he. Listen, this would have been a story if he went back and he was drafted by Houston. Like all of the accusers, I think they were in Houston, right? I mean, all, like the majority of the. So 
this isn't really about football. I mean, that's usually a story where like a former player goes back to where he formerly played. This is, he was suspended for the first 11 games of the season. Very serious charges here. His first game back is on the road. It's against Houston, his former team, and where I think the majority, if not all these charges were made. I mean, so this is a news story. This is not just a sports story. This is crazy. Yeah, going to be wild for sure. Uh, speaking of wild, LeBron James, <laughs> it, it we didn't know if it was going to happen, but it does happen. He signs a two-year, $97 million extension with the Lakers that includes a 2024-2025 player option on his contract. At the time of LeBron's player option, Bronny James will be entering the NBA yep. as it is all working out for LeBron's master plan. Are you guys surprised that he committed to the Lakers this early in the process? No, listen, I mean, I think the timing was weird because it it came out right before the schedule was released and I know a lot of a lot of media was like, "Wait a minute, I'm I'm right now focusing on the the schedule release." And LeBron James and the Lakers make this big decision. Big for the Lakers, by the way. I mean, I think a lot of the focus is on LeBron James, but the Lakers effectively committing $111 million, depending on where the cap is, like over two years. But I think that this was a decision that the Lakers have have to make and one that they've shown historically that they do make with players that are very important to them. I mean, I mean, the big one back you know, in the day was cook was when Kobe signed when they when they gave Kobe that big deal. When again, we didn't know what Kobe would look like. So, not a shock, but I'm happy that it came out now because LeBron could have kind of drawn this out where it could have been a big story. Like, what's Le- LeBron going to do? And it had become a story. Is LeBron? going to go back to Cleveland. Is he going to go somewhere else? That's been silenced. He's staying here. Now the big question is, of course, two years from now, what happens? Does he play alongside his son? Yeah, look, I think there's now a larger look, and LeBron's a good human being, right? But there's a larger admiration around the league for him to kind of fix this mess that he created the past couple of years with wanting Westbrook. And, he, you know, he, he wants to he has the courage to go into this situation. It's going to be tough but he likes it. He's one of the few players in the league that really loves a challenge. Like the all-time greats do, Jordan, Kobe, you know, Kareem loved the challenge. And like LeBron, you know, Magic loved the challenge. Bird loved the challenge. Like LeBron wants the challenge. He's not KD soft. He's not going to try and leave when it gets tough, right? Like this, then that's, that's admirable. And I think the league respects that. And he did this. Yeah, he could have waited. Rosh is right. Could have waited longer. And I know he wants Kyrie, but it's looking like Kyrie's going to be back in Brooklyn, right, with with KD and Ben Simmons at this point, although we don't know by training camp. But look, he, this is not, look, this is a team that's going to be better, right? I, I, I don't think anyone's denying that. And I know what Rosh brings up the Kobe situation. LeBron is much better than when Kobe No, no doubt about that. I mean, the reason I, that that contract, I mean, a lot of that fans... That was a again, legacy contract. Fans loved Kobe. And again, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he played 20 years here, but... I think the one thing that fans and the press said was like, well, let's see how he looks. He tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. He hadn't played yet. And, and effectively, he was not the same player. Again, LeBron's coming off of, by a fraction of a point, could have led the league in scoring. I mean, it, Not just it, that, efficient, the most efficient yeah. in shooting season of his career. This is prime LeBron we're still seeing. Everyone's talking about, I see people on, on Instagram and TikTok saying he's not even a top 10 player. That's I think he's the best player in the NBA still. I, I can't go that far, 
Why? Why not? Here, you want me to give you some statistics? Against, I don't. Hold on, hold on. No. Uh, last thing. Let me, let me give you some statistics. Let me prove you wrong real quick because I, I still got to show up my, my stats right here. Against top five defenses, right? LeBron James was the highest scorer points per game wise with 33 a game and efficiency. 68 true shooting percentage against top five defenses. Giannis, 24 points per game. 56% true shooting percentage. Not bad, but not LeBron. LeBron's the best player in the NBA offensively. Why, I, is, why is he wrong, Buckets? <laughs> because they won 35 games. Well, that's not his fault. Yeah. It is his fault. How is it? His, I mean, yes, because of Westbrook, but it's his game. I mean, like, if you take LeBron off that team, the Lakers maybe win five games last year. Well, like, I, let's be real. Let's I, be real here. Five is a little bit egregious, but I hear what you're saying. He, he is still a top five player in the league. Giannis is coming off a season where he won the championship in historic fashion in the finals, and yep. then he backed it up by going toe-to-toe, basically him and Drew Holiday by themselves against the Celtics, which that Celtics defense was incredible. We saw what they did to Durant, and people might remember what, what happened in Game 7 when, when they shut Giannis down, but through the first six games, I, I don't think it's even even a debate but, who the best player on the planet is right now. It's mm, I mean, I thought it was Giannis until I saw these stats until I realized like if you put LeBron on that Bucks team, even with just Drew Holiday, they win that series. I I can't get there. But when you look at the numbers, how much does it because it does factor in it like, should if you win. Like yes, yes and yes and no. Like right, like the Giannis has a much better Bucks team and that's you know, it's not his fault or LeBron's fault that he has a much better team. It's Lakers front office fault, obviously, right? Um, and I guess I guess it could be considered LeBron's fault since he wanted Westbrook, but whatever, right? But I think of like best player in the NBA raises his game when it matters. Giannis does that, which is why he has a serious argument. But LeBron was the best against the best teams in the league. The best, which is why I think he's the best player in the NBA, barely over Giannis Antetokounmpo. They could not make the play-in tournament. Yeah, but that and isn't... Okay, okay. If you okay, are as... Okay. You could put on prime, put put prime Michael Jordan on a team with a bunch of stumble bums, and he's not making the playoffs. He needed Scott. He needed he needed Pippen. He needed Pippen, and he needed Rodman. Going back to to the topic at hand, the reason why I, I think this is obviously the right move for the Lakers, but the NBA has a rule. Now this is all hypothetically speaking, but the NBA has a rule: if you're over 38, the maximum years on your contract is two. If the NBA didn't have that rule, I think the Lakers would have given LeBron a five-year Supermax contract. He wouldn't have done it, though, because he wants that player option for the flexibility of Bronny, right? Like, whichever team has Bronny. And I'm sure the Lakers will draft Bronny higher than he should. I I think this is... Wait, how will that play out? So he's looking good. I mean, he's still in high school. How will the Bronny situation look? I'll tell you exactly how it's going to play out. Do the Lakers have to... Yes, they have to not only do they have to draft Bronny and they will, Bronny will not, he will tell teams he's not signing with them. He's oh, only okay. signing with the Lakers. I feel like that's how it's going to go. All right, but let me ask you this. Um, I mean, like, like if he's a good player but not a first-round talent, the Lakers will probably have a high pick. I mean, do they, you know, trade up to a late first-round pick? I mean, I, he's not a, like, like, he's not the best player. Like, yeah, like yeah, but I'm saying player, like the Lakers will reach and take them out like 25. I mean, because people forget everyone's like, oh, the Lakers don't they don't have their picks? Like, yes, they do. They have some picks. It's just a pick swap. Like New, or- New yeah, Orleans, yeah, yeah. like can te- can like if they have oh, a better see, record, yeah. you know, they can switch. So they have like 25th overall pick around there. 
and like they'll probably reach for Bronny. I see. The other important thing to note with this whole story is that a lot of people think LeBron, as we mentioned, has a master plan here, and Russell Westbrook was not included in a lot of the Lakers promotionals that they were doing oh, for, I believe, the the season, the upcoming season schedule. They they didn't include his picture. Yeah. And you know why? Last season they did. You know why? Why? How many tickets do you think you're gonna sell if you put Westbrook on there versus <laughs> not having? No offense to Russell yeah. Westbrook, but like. People have panic attacks and PTSD from Russell Westbrook. They do not want to see that man's face anywhere all across Los Angeles. I'm just saying the facts. It's a very sad situation, but Russell Westbrook did this to himself by not adapting. It's sad because he grew up a Lakers fan and he's a very good human being. And I, I love that man and what he does off the court. But like he did this to himself yeah. by not adapting. So, you know, that that's life. No one wants to see him. No one wants to see him. If he's on the floor, he will get booed and he should that's just go sad. home and pack his bags. Yes. He should not be on the team. The team is better without him. Speaking of panic attacks, Craig Kimbrell <laughs> actually got a save last <laughs> night in a one-run ball game as the Dodgers beat the Brewers 2 to 1. Is he redeemed by Dodgers fans now? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So what is, come why on. does Dave Roberts keep trotting him out there? Listen, he's not redeemed, but I do have to give Dave Roberts credit in realizing, hey, the season right now is kind of, I don't want to call it practice, but when you get a 16-game lead in the division, four games up on the best mark in the league, like, like, like they're not really worried about these games. This is about... Who's going to be on our on? Uh, who's going to help us this postseason? So he's not redeemed. I still get very nervous when Craig Kimbrell comes into the game. That being said, he found a way to win. Now, what does that mean, Brandon? Does that mean he continues to be the closer? I mean, until if he lost, does that mean that this he team was, is you know, so good that like it doesn't matter if he's the closer for right the now? Next, it doesn't matter. Next, yeah, yeah, and he won't be the closer when Trinan and Gratterall are back, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it matters, but at the same time. It seems like it's almost a foregone conclusion every time he comes in a one-run game. He got lucky yesterday. Very yeah. lucky. Weak lineup. They beat him the night before. You know, and it wasn't easy. I mean, they walked the guy, gave him a hit, right? Whatever. Like, he, it wasn't smooth. And it's never smooth with him. But part of the reason the Dodgers are so successful and part of the reason why they've choked in the playoffs a lot is because they're very loyal to their guys. Like, Muncie, seen it through. And now, look, it's worked out because Muncie's hitting. They want to do the same thing with their their guys that they pay money, like Kimbrel. They're we're there for them. What signal does it show if like they just bench Kimbrel? Right, he's never going to be good if they bench Kimbrel. Exactly. There's that, but it also hurts them a lot more than it than it helps them. But it's helping them with Muncie, so I think they're just saying the same thing with Kimbrel right now. Do you think that there is a leader in terms of between Trinan and Gratterall? Trinan. Okay. So next question. <laughs> he's a hundred times better than Gratterall. Gratterall has I one like pitch. Gratterall, but yeah, but he, he has one, one pitch. pitch. Yeah. So I mean, Trinan is has a disgusting ninety-eight mile per hour sinker that no one can touch. So Dave Roberts' comments the day before when when Kimbrel blew the save. Do you think that that was still just lip service because he does trot him right back out there? I think it there. was, you know, because I I didn't know if he could trot him back, but I think to Brandon's point, they're not in a position to bring in the guys who will replace it right now right now so course, like yeah. you know he's yeah. he is our closer right now wink wink because the guys who I, I i plan on putting there instead they're not healthy what's the timeline there on blake uh, i mean so he pit, he had his rehab uh start or not start but his appearance like five days ago yeah. so we'll probably have one more appearance and then he'll be back he'll be back in like a week or two probably yeah i mean 
Like, at what point, though, do you have to start prepping for, okay, this is our postseason team. This is the group that I we're going to think September. Go. September. Okay, so so they'll, mean, they'll call up Bobby. Coming up. They'll call up Bobby Miller. They'll put May in for a couple starts. And then you'll kind of see the Dodgers team at full strength, like, mid-September, I feel like. Yeah. This is, I mean, they have to win it all this year. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I really think, because... They're at the point where a little bit like the Atlanta Braves and their one World Series and the Braves did win one. It wasn't a 60 game season and, and, and it just doesn't feel right. They, they didn't have that parade. They didn't have that that moment to. They would have won if they had just beaten the Braves, but they didn't. Yeah, so it sucks. I look at it in the sense of with the Dodgers ability to spend, they're going to be relevant. This is not yeah. a charger situation where it's like they have to win over a fan base. They have their fan base established and they spend money and they're not going to stop spending money. Yeah. So for the next for the rest of our lives, honestly, I don't see a situation where the Dodgers are not extremely good. So no doubt about that. I agree. I guess the problem is if if they're always winning the division, if they're always getting to the championship series and the World Series, but they don't win the whole thing, that's where the fan base here, listen, they will, they will forever be one of the top two teams here. They love the Lakers. They love the, the Dodgers. But... At the end of the day, they have to figure out a way to win another World Series. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton. When we return on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircusSports.com for details. And here he is, our good friend Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? Nick, hey, how you guys oh, doing? we are good, my friend. Had a good time hanging out with you at the Cedric the Entertainer Golf Classic Golf Tournament. Um... Nick, big story yesterday. LeBron James signs the two-year contract extension with the Lakers. Could be worth upwards of $111 million. Your thoughts on the King coming back and really committing long-term here? Well, congratulations to LeBron. I never begrudge anybody for getting their money, but the Lakers are cooked. Um, (laughs) There's no way they're going to win a championship. 
Um, LeBron is 20 years. It'll be 22 years uh, by the time he finishes. And you cannot guarantee the health of Anthony Davis, who we all know when healthy, he is a top 10 player. Um, and then you're still stuck with Russ uh, because now we find we something, something that Brandon Scooby Robinson has been reporting pretty much all summer long is that Kyrie is going to be staying in Brooklyn. And more than likely, KD will be staying in Brooklyn and be wearing a net uniform come opening night. So you're pretty much stuck with Russ, at least yeah. for this season. Um, and so I don't, the, the, the Lakers, as I said before, are done winning championships for a while because they have to regroup. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. If you recall, when Kobe Bryant left, look how long his route was until they were able to get a superstar caliber player like a LeBron James, and eventually trickled down to getting Anthony Davis and acquiring other pieces around that to, in order for them to win a championship. And if you think it was bad after Kobe left, wait to wait and see what happens when LeBron leaves. It's going to be a significant drought because who are you going to actually get? to surround yourself with Anthony Davis who can't play a whole 75 to 82 game season. Not going to happen. LeBron is just doing this to try to push Kareem in uh, being the, the all-time uh, scoring leader in a Laker uniform because Kareem is a former Laker. That's all this is about. This is about LeBron James. This is not about winning a championship. They can say all the right things. Politicians say all the right things in order to get elected. And this is the same thing with LeBron James. It's all the right thing, but in uh, in actuality, this is about LeBron eclipsing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be the all-time scoring leader in a Laker uniform. That's all this is about. Yeah, Nick, um, Brian Windhorst reported that he believes the Nets are going to bring all three guys back, obviously Simmons, Kyrie, and uh, Kevin Durant to run it back. This means that it's unlikely, if it was ever likely, that the Lakers are going to get Kyrie Irving in a trade. At this point, if if you don't think they're going to compete anyways, do they just keep Westbrook for his expiring this year and then try and get a free agent next summer? I think they try. I think that's one option. I mean, like I said, I mean, Sue B has been reporting that all season. And, and, and Laker fans, just, the Laker myopic was just steadfast. No, we're going to get Kyrie. We're done with Russ. No, not so fast, my friend. You are, you're stuck with the person that LeBron had been campaigning for a year prior and realized it was the wrong it was the wrong move to make. And they might be stuck with Russ until the trade deadline. They may get some added pieces for Russ to try to round out um, the supporting cast um, and, and maybe try to upgrade that way. Uh, but either way, I mean, it's, 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 they're not the best team or, or the top five team in the Western Conference. They're not even the top five team. They're not the even NBA a top seven the team, Nick. I mean, the Pel- Pelicans I, have Zion back, and, you know, Minnesota has a shot to be better than them, too. Uh, they're obviously not better than the Mavericks, Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, you know, Warriors, and Grizzlies. So that's seven teams right there. And you add in the Timberwolves, that's eight I mean, teams better than them. Hey, you may want to add a Drew League team in there. Hey, Nick, let me let me. I mean, yeah, let me add one more thing here. Movie. Let me add one more thing here. What is more likely to happen? You seeing a unicorn or Russell Westbrook coming back next season and winning Finals MVP? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm more prone to see a, uni- a unicorn on crack. <laughs> me too. Me too. I I don't think this is that's ever going to happen. I was just Nick in terms yeah. of. Um, where LeBron ranks right now in terms of the best players in the NBA. Brandon was saying that he still has an argument to be the best player in the league right now. 
Where do you think, where do you see him ranking? Do you think that he does have a case to be the best player in the NBA today? Uh, that's so disrespectful to Steph Curry. We all talk about how Steph Curry's legacy, quote-unquote, was on the line if he had won this last championship and really contributed in a significant pattern. And we and he actually did that and became finals MVP. I think Steph Curry is the best player right now. You're going to talk about best players because the man is now uh, – won championships. He's been an integral part of winning these championships. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's disrespectful to Steph Curry. Um, it's, almost, it's almost like it's, it's about as disrespectful as skipping over Kobe Bryant when you're talking about who's the greatest of all time, Jordan or LeBron. We're just going to act like Kobe Bryant never even existed, um, which is completely disrespectful to his legacy and what that man set forth um, during his time in the NBA. The same thing with Steph Curry. I think when people try to talk about LeBron, they want to they want to they're talking about LeBron of maybe five or ten years ago. Um, and they want to hold and, and lather this guy up and ball wash this guy, uh, you know, <laughs> back in the day. But it's nothing like what he is right now. Again, this man has never – he hasn't played a 70-plus game season in the last couple of seasons. And that goes to show you that's just with age. It's nothing to do with his skill set. I think his skill set is still there. But each year, as you, as you know, he's been moving further and further away from the basket. Um, the only time he drives to the basket is when he he believes he's got a mismatch or he can split the defense. Uh, but that, that 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 doesn't happen as often as we've seen him do that in times prior. So I think LeBron may be a top five, top seven player um, still, but I don't think he's the best player in the NBA still. I just don't um, because again he's older. Um, he's starting to break down with these little nagging injuries. Um, and that's usually when it starts. These little nagging injuries is usually when it starts. We've seen it from every superstar that we that you've been watching basketball. The little nagging injuries lead to something much greater. Unfortunately, and I'm not wishing any any health issues on LeBron because I like LeBron as a player. I think he's one of the most gifted athletes we've ever seen. Um, but let's be realistic here. This man is old. Um, this is a young man's game. This is a young. This is a young man's sport. And again. Um, to answer your question, I think Steph Curry is the, is the best player right now. Nick, I know LeBron is no spring chicken on defense, but I, look, when you say Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA, and yeah, obviously there's an argument because what he did in the playoffs when it mattered most and offensively, of course, and how he's changed the game. But wouldn't you say that you kind of have to be on both ends of the floor, a dominant star to be the best player in the NBA, like a Giannis or a KD? Or even a LeBron. LeBron's a better defender than Steph Curry when he tries. Well, Steph Curry, but here's the thing. Who really plays defense in the NBA consistently? Like, who really plays defense? Like, who's really looking to play defense? I mean, Steph Curry can play. Uh, he can play defense. And he, he's shown, you know, uh, times and ebbs and flows when he played defense. But let's be honest. I mean, what is, is it? Is it is it in his nature and his best interest to always play defense? No. What do we look at Steph Curry as? An offensive juggernaut, a guy that can move off the ball, a guy that can move with the ball, a guy that can set the tone for defense and make some ridiculous shots we've ever seen, and arguably one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen in NBA history, and part of one of the greatest NBA backcourts we've seen since Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas with him and Clay Thompson. So, are we really looking at Steph Curry to really play significant, consistent defense? I mean, again, there's not a lot of players that you could say on a consistent basis they play consistent defense, not like you saw in the 90s when guys were actually locking down and playing significant defense. Like, that meant something to play defense back in the 80s and even in the, in the 90s. 
but the game has changed. The game has evolved. So, yeah, it's, it's a great asset to be able to play defense, but I don't think it's a complete package. I think people try to miss that point because we're so locked in. We've got to find a reason not to like this person. we got to find some type of uh, 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 discrepancy in their armor. we got to find some type of weakness instead of appreciating a player for their strength and what they bring to the table. Nick, I want to get into LeBron's legacy in L.A. We started this conversation with you and Brandon going over the teams in the West that you think will be better than the Lakers. You guys got to, let's say, at least eight teams. Let's say that that happens, and let's say the Lakers are not a top eight team. Let's say maybe they make the play-in tournament, maybe they don't. Going forward, the be- let's assume that the best days of LeBron in a Lakers uniform are behind him. How do you think, if that is the case, LeBron will be remembered long-term in Los Angeles? Um, I think he'll be an individual that, you know, you can't deny the fact he brought a championship. Like, you can argue it was in the bubble, but you can't control that. that unfortunately, that was a, a global pandemic that nobody saw up. Um, and they actually wanted to keep playing. Uh, it just took the NBA and the NBPA enough time to work out the logistics. That's why it took months before they were able to settle in on a spot where they could play safely um, and, and making sure that everybody was, was safe and secure in that, in that situation. Um, so I think, hey, he brought a championship and something that didn't happen for a decade since the, since the days of Kobe Bryant and Pound Gasol. Um, so I think he, remem- he will be remembered that way. But as far as retiring his jersey, I think that's absolutely sports crap. Um, he doesn't deserve his jersey to be retired in, in Los Angeles. Uh, he hadn't done enough in Los Angeles to get his jersey retired. When we talk about jersey retirement, we talk about, you know, Pound Gasol, what he contributed. We talk about the option of the late great Kobe Bryant when he had two of his jerseys, rightfully so, retired. Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, um, you know, uh, guys like that, Lakers in that caliber, they actually were significant contributors um, to the organization, to the team that they were on. And so I don't think LeBron James has done enough. Now, if you want to retire his jersey in Cleveland or Miami, that makes a lot, hell of a lot more sense because of what he was able to contribute and facilitate in those two organizations. Uh, but there's no way in hell you can you can convince me that he deserves to get his jersey retired or beyond an acknowledgement of him bringing a championship uh, to the Lakers. Beyond that, what has he really done besides try to hijack the franchise? Now, Nick, are you saying this because of the Lakers' legacy of greatness? Because I want to ask you then, does Kawhi deserve to have his jersey retired in Toronto because of the short-term stint that he had there? Or is this just a Lakers thing because they've had such a rich history that he hasn't done enough? Well, you can look at it from both angles. I think if you talk about Kawhi Leonard and what he was able to bring to the table, he was a significant contributor to the reason why the Toronto Raptors went on that run. And, and he was able to bring the first ever championship to the Toronto Raptors. Um, so I think if you if they wanted to retire Kawhi's jersey, I mean, they have absolutely right to do. Um, same thing in San Antonio. They decided to do it that way. Uh, but I think with the Lakers, because of the greatness that we've seen over the course of time, from Jerry West to, to uh, you know, uh, Magic, you know, Kareem, uh, Shaq, Kobe, you know, now uh, Pal Gasol, um, you know, and guys prior, um, you know, guys prior to that, um, there's a level of greatness, there's a level of expectation that you bring to the table when you when you put on that purple and gold jersey, um, as we've seen in the Hulu series, um, Legacy. 
you know, you, you, they're, you're, they're going back and going over the history of why the Lakers were so successful, why the Lakers are that global brand that they become, you know, starting with Dr. Buss and his vision. And so when you look at this Lakers organization and franchise, I mean, you got to put a lot more on the table. Now, maybe if LeBron won like maybe three rings or something to that degree, then that there's this talk about, hey, okay, let's, 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 let's talk about the consideration of LeBron getting his jersey hung in the Raptors at Staples Center um, when it comes to, you know, being a great Laker. Uh, but one championship, okay, that's great. And again, I give him his props. He was able to guide that team through a very, like I said, through a global pandemic and, and really focus and lock in on uh, winning a title. Um, and you got to give him his credit and his props for that. And again, I like LeBron James as a player. Um, but I don't think he, when you stack them up against the other great Lakers, no way. Yeah, Nick, I wanted to stay on basketball here. I know you've talked a lot about how high you are in the Clippers, obviously one of the best rosters in the league. But who do you think is going to be, other than the Warriors, because you know we have to give them their flowers, they just won the NBA championship, very similar roster, they're still going to be dominant. Who's the second best team in the West? Is it the Denver Nuggets healthy? Is it the Los Angeles Clippers? Is it the Memphis Grizzlies or Phoenix Suns or Mavericks? Who Who is the second best team right now in the Western Conference? When healthy, I, I think you have to take a strong look at the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, if you if you can keep Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy, along with the rest of the guys, Reggie Jackson, uh, you 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 know you you've uh, you added some pieces as well. Um, I think that this is a team that that loaded that is loaded from top to bottom. Um, they have a great coaching staff in Ty Lue. Um, these guys will go to the wall for Ty Lue. They believe in his system and his philosophy. Um, and think about this. Remember, I mean, the, the Clippers with just with Paul George got to the Western Conference Finals for the first time ever in their in their history, and they came up a couple of games short of getting to the NBA Finals because the Phoenix Suns just happened to be a much better team at that time. Um, had you had a healthy Kawhi Leonard with that, we'd be talking about the Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals that year. Um, and it's potentially maybe the Clippers may have won a championship for the first time ever in their career. Uh, who knows? But um, I think with a healthy team, uh, with having John Wall, who has something to prove, making sure he stays healthy, um, you know, he's in, he looks to be in shape. He got to work right away, which I can respect that. Um, the guys embrace him. You know, Reggie Jackson is embracing his role. Um, you know, you got Norman Powell. Um, I think the Clippers are a team, and when they went healthy, are a very lethal team. I think when you also some other teams you have to look at. You mentioned Denver Nuggets. Um, you have to, I, I'm interested to see with the Dallas Mavericks how they bounce back uh, from their Western Conference Finals appearance uh, this past season. So it'll be interesting to see how Dallas bounces back and what Jason Kidd can do um, in, in this upcoming year with the Dallas Mavericks. You can't sleep on the Mavericks because obviously they have something cooking and they feel like they have something very special in cooking in Dallas uh, beyond Luka Doncic. So it'll be very interesting to see that. Um, and then also, too, you mentioned the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion, V.I., uh, uh, C.J. McCollum. That's going to be an interesting trio uh, coming out of the Big Easy. So it, it's going to be a very – I look forward to having a very exciting uh, NBA season this year as, as long as everyone stays healthy. Nick, the Rams and the Chargers played last week at SoFi, and now both teams have home games uh, this weekend. you got the Rams and the Texans, the Cowboys and the Chargers, uh, full of Cowboy fans, I'm sure. Uh, your thoughts on both of these teams, again, according to Vegas, you're talking about two of the top five teams in the league. 
two of the most talented teams in the league. Um, your thoughts? Well, I agree, Arash. They are two talented teams in the league. Um, I think one has a little, a slightly easier time to get through, which are the Los Angeles Rams, because that NFC West is no longer the NFC West that we've been accustomed to the last several years because of the lack of competition uh, when it comes to certain teams. I think the only competition they really have are the San Francisco 49ers because that rivalry has been stirred up and continues to be stirred up like a hot bowl of chili on a cold day. Um, so I think when you look at overall what the Rams have to get over, if, they can be, if they're able to split the season series with the 49ers, I think that's an accomplishment in itself, especially all those years they have been swept during the season. Uh, but they, I think they're loaded at talent. The only thing that concerns me, I have to look at the secondary, not named Jalen Ramsey, um, and how they're going to hold up. And also, too, uh, we know that, that unfortunately, Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers are battling uh, some soft tissue injuries. And so the smart thing that, that uh, Sean McVay is doing is keeping out those individuals so they get 100% healthy because you don't want guys coming into the season, especially with a big game on September 8th, to be banged up. Um, so we'll see how they continue to move forward and how they continue to excel um, in that regard. But I, I, I think it's much to do about nothing when it comes to Matthew Stafford's elbow. I think more people are more concerned about his elbow than he is. I think he's more <laughs> focused on the season. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see that. When you look at the Chargers, they're in a very, very tough, scrappy division in AFC West because you got about at least three teams that can compete for a playoff bid with the Las Vegas Raiders adding Devontae Adams. Look at with Kansas City, how they're going to bounce back without having a playmaker like Tyreek Hill. Um, and then the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert. And we know how uh, tenacious and how uh, multi-talented uh, Justin Herbert is along with Keaton Allen and Mike Williams. So that's going to be very interesting to make sure and see. That that's going to be very interesting to see that uh, how they're going to uh, respond to that. But Again, it's always been about the Chargers and their health yeah. and how can they get through the month of December healthy. The month of December has not been very kind to them because of injury, because of certain losses that they've been able to accumulate that has hurt their position in getting into the playoffs. So with, with, with your man Tommy T, better know it's time to let go. This is the key card season. Will your key card work after this season? Who knows? Uh, but they have definitely got to get into the playoffs. And I think a realistic expectation is them winning a playoff game and then seeing what happens after that. Um, I know they just uh, re-signed Derwin James to a, bit, a big-time contract. So congratulations to him. Well-deserved. Uh, but I don't see the Los Angeles Chargers uh, making the Super Bowl this year. I see more so the L.A. Rams having an opportunity of getting back at the Super Bowl. Now, will they win it? I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. Uh, but I do think they will get back to the Super Bowl. And if we could be seeing a possible Super Bowl preview on September 8th between the Buffalo Bills oh, and the L.A. Rams. That would be the dream. Nick, you are the best. Looking forward to catching up with you again next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.